It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk the machine that just this season has given us Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, and Vaughn Grissom, the Atlanta Braves. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And this Atlanta Braves system continues to churn out talent after talent after talent that ends up being fantastic. You're one and two in the Rookie of the Year race. Spencer Strider, Michael Harris uh, came out of this system, so, you know, just... L- Strider debuted last year, Harris debuted this year, uh, and Harris and Grissom kind of surprised us a bit, and I have a theory later in the show as to maybe why that is. But starting off like we always do in single A, uh, quick note, two of the top 15 prospects, Cole Phillips, Spencer Schwellenbach, both right-hand pitchers, they're in rookie ball right now, but single A is the Augusta Green Jackets. A uh, couple things here. One, the mascot is not anything involving golf. It's actually like a yellow jacket that's just colored green. But the reference is obviously to the Masters. Uh, the, t- the team is also not actually in Georgia. They're in Augusta, South Carolina. Fun fact, not a lot of folks know. They're in the Carolina League and play just across the state line in Augusta, South Carolina. North Augusta, South Carolina. But a couple guys here really interesting, uh, including some recent draftees. So number four prospect in the system, right-hand pitcher A.J. smith Shaver. Um, a guy that 2021 seventh-round pick out of high school, 6'3", 205. Uh, one of a couple guys that the Braves took that were you know, like prep quarterbacks as well as pitchers. And so they're a little more raw than your typical prep prospect because they never really focused just on pitching. Uh, they're at that point right now. And Schauber's actually one of those guys that team officials think could be a top prospect in just a few years. Um, has a little bit of command issues he has to work on. Obviously, one of those things where he's never really focused on pitching until now. But uh, fastball, sits 94-95, can touch 97. Uh, really good vertical break to it. Um, Throws a, a like a gyro slider. We talked about that a lot with the Cubs, uh, as well as a a, a curveball that's more of a one to seven than a twelve to six. But both of them can be above average pitches, and then has a changeup that he feels really good about, as far as throwing it in any situation and any count. Uh, that he gets a lot of um, either like swing and miss. He gets a couple swords with it, or he gets weak contact with it. So four pitch mix. Change-up's the worst of the four. Uh, I think it has the potential to get to average. I'm a little higher on it than like Baseball America is and things like that. Control is going to be the big thing here. And again, a guy that never really focused on football or on baseball until he got drafted. Uh, that's something that can come with more consistency in the mechanics. So I like A.J. smith Shaver, and I think that he can do well uh, with some development in the system because that's what the Braves do well. The Braves develop pitching well. And on that note, got a recent look at two high draft picks in 2022. So Owen Murphy, the the first rounder out of high school, right-hand pitcher, 6'3", 
six foot 190. And then J.R. Ritchie, the first round supplemental pick, right hand pitcher out of high school, he was the pick that the Braves got for trading Drew Waters to Kansas City. They trade outfield Drew Waters um, for a supplemental pick in the competitive balance round. This uh, J.R. Ritchie was the guy. Uh, but for these guys, so for Murphy, curveball, fastball, the curveball is the better pitch. His fastball uh, is good. I feel like it's got decent velo to it. Uh, but the, you know, you know, touch 95 or so, he's thrown a lot of it. The Braves are working on making it better. So he's thrown a lot of it so far in Augusta. Hitters have hit it because in low A, that's what you're looking for. So I'm ignoring the stats right now. Doesn't have elite velo on it. And it doesn't necessarily move a ton. It doesn't play really well up in the zone, which is what bugs me. But he, he, like right now, the goal is to use that to keep people off the curveball. Curveball is very good. It does tunnel well with the fastball. Um, really, really tight spin to it. Um, when, he's, when it's on, he can completely fool a hitter with it because it tunnels really well, disguises really well. You can't recognize it until late. He can throw it uh, late, late in at-bats to get out of, you know, to as an out pitch. Uh, haven't seen his changeup at the professional level yet. Can't speak on that. Has a, has a cutter as well. Gonna have to use those because the fastball is not good enough to, uh, right now to miss bats with. And there's not a ton of, there's not elite, there's good velocity, but not elite velocity on it. So curveball is the big weapon, working on making the fastball better and then bringing some secondaries around. J.R. Ritchie, um, another 6'2", 195, I believe another football guy that, you know, did both and that they're now having focus on pitching. For him, uh, above average con- control and three above average pitches, nothing stands out as amazing. Uh, curveball needs a little more refinement. I think you haven't seen tons of strikeouts from him because he needs to do some more work on that. Uh, tunnels really well, though. The changeup, I think, has promise uh, when it's on. It's a little inconsistent right now, but the big thing is, again, tunnels well, matches the arm speed for the fastball. It's a pretty advanced changeup from a high schooler, you know, or who was a high schooler a couple months ago. So, uh, like that, like what I've seen from him, uh, has a ton of arm talent, and again, has three, you know, three above average pitches can be a middle to rotation starter if you can develop these uh, and get a little more get a little more velocity out of it. Which six two one ninety five, you got some room for projection there. Uh, the high A Rome Braves in in Rome, Georgia. This is there's a guy here that I really love. So this is um, a lot of this talent in this Brave system is pitching. Uh, and this guy, this next guy, one of my sleepers in the system, is no exception to that. Uh, it is right-hand pitcher Royber Salinas. So Salinas, 2018 IFA, 6'3", 205. What I like about him is, one, the mix is fastball, slider, curveball, and they're all really good at missing bats. So mid to high 90s, the fastball has a lot of uh, vertical kind of ride to it, looks well up in the zone, 
the breaking balls, the slider is one of those tight sliders, tight horizontal sliders. Curveball is an absolute like hammer. Sits high 70s, low 80s. Both of them very, very good at missing bats. And so you both those pitches hard to make contact with for, you know, a high A hitter. And then to go along with that, they all disguise really well off the fastball. And so he is a very hard person to face for a minor leaguer. He makes a lot of minor leaguers look embarrassing. Now, at the same time, he has he's working on his command. Uh, mechanics aren't always consistent uh, in the outing, like from pitch to pitch. And so when he loses his release point, he loses some of the command and control. Um, you'll see walks, you'll see issues like that. He had a six, 62 walks and 169 strikeouts in 104 innings this year. So one of the things of he has to get a little more consistent like that. The stuff is good enough if the command does not get better. He's going to be in a bullpen, and he's going to be a useful piece in a bullpen. But I think he, I still think he can be a starter, one of my sleepers. I think he's going to do really well. And then believe it or not, the Braves actually do have position players. Uh, Brandel Mesquita, outfielder, 6'170", 2017 IFA. Uh, a guy that I talk about every system has to have those huge power guys. He's not a huge power guy yet. He's got the 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 bat speed and and exit velo numbers to be a high power guy. Uh, it just hasn't necessarily always shown up in games yet. He also has a lot of swing and miss. Like strikes out 30% of the time. It's a little bit of a struggle there. Uh, and so the power hasn't shown up in games yet. Want to see him work on that. Um, is a plus runner, above average arm, can play either corner. I think he's better in a corner than in center. Uh, has adapted really well to being in the States. Culturally, uh, his English is really good and so and has the work ethic to improve. And so I think if he can contain the swing and miss, you're looking at a guy that absolutely has a possibility of contributing down the line for Atlanta in an outfield corner. In just a minute, I want to get to the AA Mississippi Braves. There's a breakout candidate here, as well as we might have an explanation why so many folks were sleeping on Michael Harris and Von Grissom when it comes to their offensive performance in AA. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. Summer's winding down, the nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. Shout out to Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. We know that confidence can take you far in life, fellas. Especially true in the bedroom, right? Uh, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra. Viagra, did it yesterday too. And Cialis, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. So you can be, so you can be, you know, plan, you can plan ahead. Or you can just be ready when an opportunity comes up. Simple process. Go to BlueChew.com. Consult with a licensed medical provider. And once you're approved, You'll receive the prescription within days. Best part is it's all done online. There's no visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations at the pharmacy, no waiting in line to get your stuff. Blue Juice tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet package. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Um... Nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help, you get, can help give you confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, 
Chew it and do it. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And I want to thank BlueChew for sponsoring today's podcast. Okay, double-A Mississippi Braves here. There's a couple There's a couple guys that I'm excited about that I want to talk about, including somebody who I think could be a sleeper. So, number 15 prospect in the system is out, third baseman and outfielder Justin Henry Molloy. Uh, 6'2", 212, 2021 sixth rounder out of Georgia Tech. And defensively, above average arm, He's moving to the outfield. Part of that is you've signed Austin Riley to a long-term deal. Part of it is the 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 reactions at first at third base aren't necessarily up to the level you need to play third base at the big league level. So, you know, playing in the outfield I think is a better fit for what he does defensively. Again, above average arm. I think he'd be above average in a corner with the arm strength. He can play left or right. I'm a big proponent of if you're moving an infielder, if you're moving a a third baseman or a shortstop to the outfield, move them to left field first, simply because you're you're working on the adjustment. The ball is coming off. You're on the same side of the field. It's easier to adjust to that. Uh, when it comes to offense, so here, so uh, 277, 395, 440 in 44 games in Mississippi. After hitting 304, 409, 479 in 71 games in Rome. So the thing here, and if you look at the overall slash line on the season, 295, 406, 467, the OPS plus is 150. Um, 15 home runs combined across the levels. And when I watch him, he looks better than these numbers. And so I think this is something, and this will apply to the next guy too, Jesse Franklin, but I think part of the reason Michael Harris surprised so many people, and then to a lesser extent, Von Grissom, is both Rome and Mississippi, but specifically Mississippi, have a way of suppressing offensive numbers. So Trustmark Park in Pearl, Mississippi, where, where the Mississippi Braves play, it's just outside Jackson, is a massive ballpark for a minor league ballpark, right? So one, it holds like 8,500 people, which is rather large for double A. But the dimensions of this, so 335 down the left field line, 332 down the right field line, in the power alleys, 380 in left center, 385 in right center, and 402 to dead center. Um, it's, it, like, it's, it's something where it plays very big. And so it has a way of kind of suppressing offensive numbers. And if you go back like last year and you take Von Grissom's numbers um, in double A and you translate them to a, to the average double A ballpark as far as dimensions wise, and same thing with Michael Harris. If you translate those to the average double A ballpark, the numbers go up significantly. Same thing for Justin Henry Malloy. If you translate his numbers to the average double-A ballpark, his numbers look a lot better. And so it feels like he has a chance to be one of those sleepers in the Brave system 
because that ballpark plays so massive. And this isn't really an aspect that I've gotten deep into, either on the podcast or in my own research. But one of my projects this offseason is to go out, uh, collect some of the park dimensions and the park, and figure out the park factors for these minor league parks so that we can plug people's statistics into uh, an algorithm and figure out who might be a breakout candidate because their park plays really big. Um, So, you know, something where you combine in-person scouting with some advanced analytics and maybe we can find some diamonds in the rough. I think Justin Henry Malloy has a chance to be that next guy, provided the the transition to, to the outfield goes well for him. Another guy that I do like at this level is outfielder Justin, uh, outfielder Jesse Franklin, uh, 2023rd rounder out of Michigan, 6'1, 215. Uh, played, had two really good years in college, broke his collarbone in 2020. Brave still took him. Uh, starts off pretty slowly, but when he gets going, he starts to pick up. Um, profiles as like a left field platoon bat, tons of power. Uh, has a lot of strikeouts, and part of that's due to he has a really busy kind of um, setup and swing and everything, and pulls the ball a lot. Uh, very similar to watching like Jared Walsh for the for the for the Los Angeles Angels. So he's out for the season right now with Tommy John. We we had questions about his arm strength going into the season, so I so maybe there was a lingering injury there that kind of affected the arm strength. But once he comes back. Provided he can bring down the strikeout rate, which was like 28%. He he had probably top 15 in all of the minors as far as like isolated slugging. I think he can be a power guy for you. Um, I'd I'd give him 65 grade raw power, probably 60 grade uh, game power. It's just a matter of simplifying the swing to and the setup to have less swing and miss. In just a minute, I want to get to all of the top prospects uh, in Gwinnett. There's typical for the Braves, a lot of pitching prospects here. This is the strength of the system. This is what they do well. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can get uh, football league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, including Opening week games this year. We saw a great kickoff last night between Bills and Rams. And then week one coming up Sunday and Monday. Tons of games going on. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information. Not just uh, NFL, MLB, MMA, boxing, golf, all of that. But head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. And... While you're doing this, I, I would be remiss if I did not point out uh, for probably the last time, but the ultimate pro football preview, you know, you make this your first listen every single day. And I appreciate that so much. For right now, make your second listen, the ultimate pro football preview. It's an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. We took the local team experts from the Locked On Podcast Network, added a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets. Combined into one Ultimate NFL Preview. So search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so uh, pitching prospects here 
in AAA. Some of these guys have come up and made starts, spot starts, things like that. But there's three guys here who I really want to talk about. Number two prospect in the system, Jared Schuster. Lefty, 2021st rounder out of Wake Forest. And the thing with Jared Schuster, so 6'3", 210, absolutely fantastic changeup. I mean, we always talk about the, the Ian Anderson changeup as like the best changeup in Atlanta. People in the organization and outside the organization have told me that Jared Schuster's changeup may be better than Ian Anderson's. So that's how good it is. Um, the fastball, above average, it's like it, it's a four seam fastball, 92 to 94. It's okay. Decent velocity for a lefty. Big thing here is he has to keep it up. When he throws it below the belt, it gets destroyed. Changeup's kind of the same way, but. Um, the good thing about the changeup is about 80 miles an hour, tons of drop on it. So it's got a good 12, 13 mile an hour difference. It disguises well arm speed wise uh, and just absolutely fools hitters. He can, when that changeup is on, he can get just about anybody out. Handedness doesn't matter. Uh, sliders above average. He's got above average control as well. It's a nice package. Um, you know, it can be something where he can get the slider to run away from a lefty. He can get it coming, breaking in under the hands of a righty. Get strikeouts both ways with the slider. And the changeup has a curveball as well. Uh, we don't see a ton of the curveball. I think he could be a number three, especially if the slider becomes above average. Um, if he can get a little more velo on the fastball, which I'm not sure about. Um, given the Wake Forest thing, I'll get to that in a second. I think he has an outside chance, I mean, less than 10%, but an outside chance of being a number two. It's just a question of, can he get the fastball to be any better? And then can he make the curveball into at least like an average pitch? The thing with the Wake Forest thing, Wake Forest has a pitching lab, and they do a ton of work at Wake Forest on pitching development, biomechanical, all of that stuff to really develop their pitchers. The downside of that is there's not a lot of projection left in a Wake Forest pitcher when they come out of college. Most of the 80% of the pitching development that's happened happens at Wake. So when you draft a high school pitcher, you know they might be 25% of the way to a finished product. You have a lot of work to do. When you draft a college pitcher, they may be, depending on when you get them, 55 to 70, 75% of the way to who they're going to be like as a fully formed prospect. A weight guy's probably in the 80s. So they're very advanced when you get them, but there's not a ton of development left. And so I don't know how much more velo you're going to get off the fastball. Don't get me wrong. I love a weight pitcher. I am super excited um, to talk about Rhett Louder as we come up to next year's draft. He might be one of the best pitchers in next year's draft out of weight. Uh, Rhett Lauderdale is practically a holiday around here when he pitches in college. But uh, a lot of the weight guys don't have a ton of projection after they get out of college. Um, a guy that had a ton of projection coming out of high school when the Braves got him and is finally getting there is lefty Kyle Muller. 2016 second rounder out of high school. Big boy. 6'7", 250. Um, absolute unit. Has a phenomenal fastball. I'd give it a 70 grade. This thing is upper 90s, tons of extension to it, so it plays up off its velo. Um, fantastic spin. It's an, uh, it's an elite weapon up in the zone. Um, 
Slider in the mid-80s, curveballs uh, low 80s. Slider is plus, curveball is above average. I like the changeup. It's a little firm. I think that that's the changeup is at least average right now. Uh, the issue he has is control. So for his, you know, they've called him up to make two starts. Um, he threw, I think it was seven and two thirds innings. And, you know, he got eight strikeouts. He walked seven guys. Uh, his numbers haven't been that bad. Gwinnett this year, 20 starts, 139 strikeouts to 35 walks and 118 innings. So you just have to work on the control. If for some reason the control, you can't figure out the control, he can't ever get to not walking so many guys, this dude's a slam dunk closer. No worries. He's got the weapons to be a closer. He's going to contribute in the big leagues in some sort of fashion. It's just, can he be a starter or not? Uh, but love Kyle Muller's stuff. And then the third guy is Bryce Elder, 2025th rounder out of the University of Texas. There is a lot of guys in this system. Uh, whether it's recent draftees like Cal Conley, the shortstop out of Texas Tech, um, Bryce Elder, Braden Shoemake, who's also here. We may not have time to get to him today, but out of Texas A&M. There's a lot of Texas guys in this system. Notice that when I was writing the show. But Bryce Elder, to me, one of the more promising prospects of all of them because he's got a true five-pitch mix. So slider, I think, is pro- is probably his best option. mid 80 slider, fantastic depth to it. He's got a sinker, sits low 90s, you know, 93, 94, so low to mid 90s. Um, change up, above average, he's comfortable with. He has complete trust in that thing. He will throw it in any count. He will throw it in any situation to any batter. Has a four-seam fastball as well. Has a curveball. Gets a ton of ground balls, right? So he gets like over 50-something percent ground balls, uh, but can also get tons of swings and misses with the secondary stuff. You know, and that's what you see when you see those guys who are primary sinker over four-seam is they get a lot of ground balls. Uh, get a lot of ground balls. Uh, walks a little too many guys right now. I think uh, AAA this year, I think he had 29 walks to 91 strikeouts in 99 innings. Not terrible, but in a 34-inning sample in the big leagues this year, ERAs look good over seven starts, 3.67 ERA, uh, 30 strikeouts, 19 walks. So walks are a little bit of an issue. He's kind of he's kind of adjusting. He can't do as much. Um, the pro zone is tighter on the sides than it is in college. So he's working on that a bit. I think he's one of the safer bets in this system, and I really do enjoy watching him. Um, Braves, as always, plethora of pitching talent and look like they can be absolute. Uh, they can just keep reloading that rotation for years with what they have on the farm. Fantastic week this week. If you've watched this far in the video, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe. Really does help the show a ton. If you're listening and you've made it this far on the podcast, do us a favor, go out to iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to the pod, leave us a review. Really, really does help a ton. Uh, something where I don't have a lot of those for me. A lot of those are from the previous host of the show, and I'd love to get some more reviews uh, with your thoughts. We're going to have a survey coming out soon since the minor league season's ending to find out what you want to listen to and what you want to hear about during the offseason, so stay tuned for that. But until then, enjoy your weekend, and this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Uh-huh.